Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And he was the protagonist the entire time, not just mm. one of the protagonists. A fresh-faced protagonist, you mean? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, quite like Tenet, for example, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out, and then when the movie comes out, we go back and watch it and see how close we got. And that's exactly what we're doing this episode, because you've joined us for one of our installments of actual spoilers, where we go back and review what we've said in the past, and then award points and see if we were close to predicting the movie at all. And I think it's important to point out as well that this isn't necessarily a review of Tenet. We're not going to go over the plot beat by beat. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'd strongly suggest... Hold on a sec. Is that us from the future who just walked in? That is that is us. I think they're trying to tell us something. And they're, they're walking backwards. Are they doing charades? I think they are. I don't... They're trying and your, your guy's doing charades too. Are they playing a piano? They're trying to communicate with us. Either that or they're a bad marionette. Quick, hold up a picture of a piano on your phone and see if it's con- what they're trying to say. Yeah. Is this, is this what you meant? Piano? Hello? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's it. They, they seem even more confused now. Yeah. You and me both, brother. I don't know that they're saying stuff. God, I've got an ass on me. <laughs> God, i got an ass on me. <laughs> COVID hasn't been kind. Hang on. Alright, they look happier now. Oh, okay. Oh, and they're gone. Oh. Mm. Jeez. Well, I'm sure if it was important, they would have written it down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, okay, remember, if, if we need to remember something important, write it down. Meh. I mean, we won't forget anything. I'm right? sure we won't forget anything. Anyway, back to the episode. As I was saying, we're not going to go over the plot of Tenet beat by beat, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'd strongly suggest going and watching that first, because we are going to actually spoil a lot of the plot elements from that movie. And if you haven't listened to our original Tenet podcast episode either, I'd recommend listening to that first as well, because we're only going to make reference to what we said in that episode originally. So if you haven't caught up with that one yet, you might be a bit confused going into this episode. That's right. That's right. Confused like audiences. And if you yes. have listened to our episode, welcome. I'm to not the- surprised because that is <laughs> that original episode is our most down downloaded episode of all time. Yes. Yes. So welcome back. Even more so than Avengers Endgame. All right. Let's get into talking about Tenet. Now, straight off the bat, one thing I wanted to correct straight away, listening back to that original episode, I noticed in it that I kept saying Tenet, as in like David Tenet, (laughs) instead of Tenet. So it's like, it's a palindrome. So rather than Tenet, like you're a rental tenant, it is Tenet, T-E-N-E-T, Tenet. So if you catch me saying Tenet again in this episode, adding in that extra N, please let me know. Okay. I'm talking to you, Matty D. All right. So, it's my responsibility. Gotcha. Exactly. So, how much do you think that Tenet made in the worldwide box office? Now, keep in mind that this was during COVID and Tenet was intended to be like the big return to cinemas. Christopher Nolan had this plan. He's like, everyone's going to flock back to cinemas (laughs) to watch Tenet and I'm going to revitalize the whole movie industry by myself. So, on that note... How much do you think it made? I know what you're doing, sir. You're trying to throw me off. You're trying to make mm. me think that Tenet did not make that much money when I think it made a lot of money. So I'm going to guess that it made... How much did Avengers Endgame make? Like, Well, billions. <laughs> right. Not that much. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, it had a budget of 200 million. 200 mil. Mm-hmm. If that helps you out at all. I think it made $400 million. Oh, really? Yes. You know, that's what Christopher Nolan hoped it would make too. Because <laughs> the movie needed to make $400 million to break even, but the movie actually made $363.7 million. So, therefore, it made its money back, but it wasn't profitable. Okay, that was close. Yeah, you were close. This is probably the closest you've ever been, to be honest. I know. So, you're only, what is that, like 30, <laughs> 30 million off or so? <laughs> and what's 30 million amongst friends, right? Exactly, exactly. So, would you care to explain how our point system in these kind of episodes works to anybody who may not be familiar? Yeah, absolutely. So, usually in our 
normal episodes, we do a plot. But for this one, because we really needed it, we worked together. And what we're going to do is we're going to split the workload between us. I'm going to cover what we got right. Kieran's going to cover what we got wrong. And we're essentially going to give a point for everything we got right and everything we got wrong. And we'll tally up those ratios and see just- Which way the scales lean. Yeah, exactly. See if we're more right than we are wrong or vice versa. Or maybe dead in the middle. Maybe. One day, we've never had it yet, but one day I'd like to have like a perfect ratio of right to wrong. This would be- what would that mean? Yeah, this would be the perfect episode for that too. Exactly. Oh, it's like a palindromic ratio. (laughs) Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'm excited. Let's get into it right now. And we usually like to cover the things we got right first. So, are you going to take it away, Matty D? Yeah, should I take it away or should we do it reverse since that's the theme of this movie? Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. You screwed up face. Let's get the positive out of the way first. Now, this was a movie we did not... We weren't confident, right? No, absolutely we not. We were not confident. Can we just disclaimer that? We had no idea so going So, if we go back movie. to 2020, back when we did the original prediction for this episode, there was no information on this None. movie beyond like a few scant trailers. The trailers gave no information away whatsoever. And Christopher Nolan was actively going out there and in the marketing, not giving any huge information away. He said it's about time travel, but how exactly, I'm not going to explain. He even said, though, it wasn't really about time travel per se. Exactly. He rejected that as a, as a theory. So he was like, he was pretty much saying that you could not even comprehend what's going to be in this movie. Exactly. So we were even more confused by that. And he like, was right. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> but yes, we, we had no confidence. I remember we were like scouring for, you know, promotional photos even. Oh, it was a rough one. But I just want to say a few things. Now, these were things that didn't get included in our overall prediction, but I think they're worth commenting because they ended up being right. Okay. A certain someone said that the music would be a palindrome. Wasn't exactly a palindrome. Do you remember someone saying that, Kieran? Because I, I remember, remember someone that, saying that. But it wasn't right. So the music was played in reverse in some sections, but it doesn't. If you look at the track from start to finish, it's not the same track one way and then halfway goes into reverse. That no. would be a palindromic track, or more so if it could be listened the same backwards and forwards, which would be really cool. That would be a palindromic track, but it wasn't that. It just had some elements that were backwards and some elements that were forwards. Yeah making for an interesting sound, but it wasn't exactly as you described. Right. So, I never listened to- So, you were half right. I was half right. So, listening to the soundtrack backwards is not the same. I didn't know that. That's right. I I heard it was backwards. Please, audience, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't actually sat down and analysed the trailer, but from what I looked at, what I listened to in preparation for this episode, it wasn't the case. Yeah, and I think when they're going in reverse, the music is forward and vice versa, right? Yeah, it's not consistent throughout the movie. Whatever, but it's still worth- The music's sometimes in reverse, just in regular scenes in the movie. It's still worth commenting on because it's something that we got really close- well, something I got really close to the mark there. The other thing is, is that we said that the movie itself, or I sort of suggested the movie itself might be a palindrome going forward and backwards. Now, I know that didn't happen either, but there is a point in the movie right dead in the middle where the inversion starts to happen. Yeah, pretty much. So, And I do think that's worth pointing out. The protagonist doesn't start traveling backwards physically through time until- no. Almost the exact halfway point in the movie. So, I think it's worth mentioning that we actually, well, you actually suggested the movie would be like that, but it isn't exactly the same second half of the movie as this first half, but in reverse. Yeah. They don't they don't really do that. We just see moments from the first half of the movie from a different point of view and yeah. backwards. And in a way, the movie ends at the start because, I mean, Robert Patterson is going to go off and- Yeah, oh, no, of, it ends before the start. Yeah. Because it ends, spoilers, it ends with Robert Patterson's character dying, and he certainly doesn't die at the start of the movie. Mm, and the protagonist is going to go on to become this big mastermind. That's right. Who that's organizes right. everything in this movie. If that yes. confuses you, then you should have watched the movie. Yes. <laughs> Anyone who's watched the movie will already know. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So the protagonist is the mastermind behind the whole so, operation, but he didn't know that. So he essentially recruited himself. Yeah, but I think it's worth pointing out that we were kind of nearly close there. We also said that Christopher Nolan would say that this is way more complicated than reversing time, but we speculated that this would be the oh, case. we were absolutely on the money. We said, oh, it's just as simple as they time travel, but they physically have to travel backwards through time in real time. Yes. Rather than it being an instantaneous thing. And that's all it literally that's was. That's all it was. Now, the only complication was that they could reverse objects and those objects themselves act in reverse as opposed to forward. Mm. But in that episode, we said, oh, maybe they're just dropping those objects in forward time, which turned out to be exactly what yeah, happened in exactly, the movie. Exactly. So, yeah. Christopher Nolan... I'm calling you out. You're a liar. Now, something that doesn't make sense to me at all here, Matty D, and yes. we, can, we need to have a conversation about this because I've been racking my brain about it all weekend. Uh-huh. How do the bullet holes work? Does that mean that the bullet holes that are shot into a wall with a reverse gun have always been there and then they disappear? Or do they cool. just appear at some point in unspecified time 
And then they just exist there until the point where the bullet is sucked back out and it disappears. I guess it always has to be there, right? That's the only way exactly. it makes sense. So, you're going to buy a car one day and it's just going to have a bullet hole in the windscreen from the days of manufacturing. An inverted bullet, like an inverted car, and you're like, that's okay, this will go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I-, I can't believe we made this car yesterday. There's already a bullet hole in the window. Mm. It was always there. We might have to question a lot of things here because there's still things that didn't make sense to me even watching the movie twice. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, to answer your question, I don't know how the bullet holes ended up there. So, presumably, they would have to be there from the beginning of time. And wouldn't that be like an indication of something's going to happen here? Like Exactly. If you were and buying You're not allowed house- to touch it either for yeah. some reason. You're not allowed to touch anything that's been reversed with your bare hands. No. So, so, if you walked into your house and there was just a bullet hole in the wall yeah. and it had been shot there in the future, as in like it was going to be shot there in the future- then you're not allowed to touch it. You're not allowed to cover it up at all. Well, it's not that you're not allowed to touch it. It's just you won't touch it because that's not how the time travel in this movie works. You just won't do anything to it. Yeah, I guess you're right. It. it <laughs> Let's it, move on. Let's it move hurts on. my head. I'm sure there's going to be heaps of points, as you say, that anyway. we can talk about. Let's go on. So something before we even discussed uh, the actual plot itself was that you guessed that this movie would be delayed by a month. Mm-hmm. And it was. It was. It absolutely was. And you also said that we would... Ca- I thought this was really funny, by the way. You said that we would cover this movie around about two years after we recorded the podcast. It's been exactly two years. I know! <laughs> there you go. So I gave us a point for that, you know? I thought oh, that was perfect. worth it. Well, that was an informed prediction, but they still count, I suppose. Well, we thought that they might... Because movies were getting postponed, you know, saying, oh, we're going to be out in a month and then they'll postpone No, I meant again. the doing this episode two oh, years in advance. Right, right, right. Well, I didn't give us a point for that. I just thought it was funny to, yeah, exactly. to sort of say that. Because we didn't know. Maybe the movie would have come out way later. Yeah, who, who knows? knows? Who knows? We also said that we would see a lot of James Bond stuff in the movie. I think that's worth a point. Yeah, I, I guess mean, so. You know, we saw it in the trailer. We know Nolan is a huge Bond fan, but... Yeah, fair enough. I think this movie was very much a Bond movie. Now, when we're talking about the cast, we made a few points that ended up being correct. We said the protagonist would learn about the world of the movie. We would see it through his eyes, which is a a point. That's exactly what happened. We said that Robert Patterson would be eccentric. We said that he would be the director's surrogate. That's up for debate, but I think it's pretty clearly the case. Uh, and we said he I actually would- bring that up as well, but we'll talk about it later. He said he- we'll, we'll talk about it in the future. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we said he'd be like a gentleman spy. I give us a point because I think we pretty much call the Robert Patterson character. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll talk about it mm-hmm. as well. We said that the protagonist would use the wife. Who? What was the wife's name again? Cat. Cat. He would use Cat to get to the Kenneth Branagh character, mm-hmm. whose name was I can't remember his name now. Sator. That's it. That's- Did you write any notes? For <laughs> no, this movie? I didn't write the names down. <laughs> Well, so we didn't know the names in that original oh, episode Oh, I know, either. which made it so hard we'll, we'll to cover back. it, yeah. Yeah. We also said that we thought Cat uh, might be the bad guy and she would have a mysterious presence. Yeah, I think there's a part She's of the movie- She's not the bad guy. She's not the bad guy, no. But there's a part of the movie where we don't know where she stands, yeah. you know, so- yeah. But they specifically say in the movie, back to your earlier point, that they are literally using her to get closer to Sator. Yes. Which that I is gi- actually said in the movie. Which I give a point for because that's exactly yeah. what happens. We said Michael Caine would appear as a cameo and would just be there to point them in the right direction. Absolutely. And the right direction would be to Cat, which I give us a yep. point for because that's exactly what happens. We thought that, I can't remember this character's name, but it was Fleur from the Harry Potter series. She was the- Barbara was her name. Was Barbara her name? Yeah, uh, we she- thought it was Susan, but it was actually Barbara yeah, in the actual she- movie. She was the Q character. She would break down the rules of this world. I give us a point. We as saw much that- as she can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tells us not to think about it. Yes, she does. Uh, which is good because they go on to try to explain it 17 million times extra in the movie. But yes, yeah. uh, she does She does break down the world of the movie. We see that in that scene where she's teaching him how to catch guns. <laughs> catch bullets in reverse. That's right. Well, I guess also technically catching guns because he- So that, that slab of rock that they're firing the bullets into, presumably, back to my previous point, that's just from the beginning of time, just riddled with bullets, right? So I think Barbara collects things that are inverse. So I can kind of get on board with that, that she has this rock figurine that has bullet holes that she doesn't know where it came from. So she's kept that. Yep. Just in case she comes across the person that comes in and- Yeah. Presumably But then so. she shouldn't be able to touch it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, Don't think about let's it. Let's move on. I know you're going to have a lot to say about this point, so I won't go into it too much. We talked about the character of Max, as in 
the child. Junior was his name. Junior was his name, but I believe his name was Max in the movie. Uh, it's Ives in the actual movie. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Ives. it's Ives in the actual movie. All right. So, okay. Well, the child in the movie. Oh, you're talking about the actual child in the movie. Yes. Not the pretend- Oh, we'll get into that fucking can of worms of yes, fucking I'm Junior. Yes, ta- I'm talking about yeah, Cat's Yeah, it was child. Max. It was Max in the yeah. actual movie. So, the actual little boy who is yes. Kenneth Branagh and Cat's actual child in the movie is called Max. Max, yes. So, I'm talking about Max, who's yep. Cat's child- so you're going to have to specify here because we went into that whole <laughs> rabbit hole in that episode about their children. Well, I won't touch it because it's all stuff we didn't get correct, but we did say that Max would be instrumental to the plot. He pretty much is, yeah. He is because he's, he's the like- reason that Cat wants to get away from uh, Sator. Also, there's, I don't know if you came across this. It wasn't obvious to me when I watched this movie. There's a whole big, I guess, fan theory. I don't know if it's canon that that kid, Max, is actually Robert Patterson. I don't so, think that's true. That wouldn't make any sense because how would he recruited him unless he recruited him way off in the distant future and he's just been traveling back in time this entire time? Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, well, many You also had now. a theory in that original episode that uh, he would be Junior in the future as well, as in our <laughs> fictitious bad guy. So, <laughs> it's, so it's a, obviously a theory that's just, oh, it's a child who we don't know who that is. He must be important when I, in actuality, I don't think he is. Yeah. But I give us a point because the child is very much like the stakes. Unless we saw that the child had a backpack on with like a little (laughs) washer tied to it. There's no evidence that it's Robert Patterson. There's no evidence that it's Neil at all. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, it wasn't obvious to me. It's something I read after the fact because I needed to understand what the hell. Write in if you have any proof. Now, when we actually talk about the plot, here's what we said that was right. We said that the protagonist would start in an unrelated spy mission. Mm -hmm. Che-checked. He'd be captured by an organization. He'd be tied up. And tested on a railway line to yep. see if he would break. We said how, tortured as well. How his loyalty was. I guess he was tortured, right? Yeah. But they pulled out his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That's torture. Yes. Anyway, once he proves that he is a, a great spy. He's on the up and up, yep. Yep. They take him to a boat and they explain to him the mission. So give this us, is what we said, right? I give us four points in total for that because that's exactly the layout of the movie. I don't think there's anything different. Yeah, we're following the beats at this point yeah, pretty much. Pretty pretty good, pretty good. We said that at the in the boat that he would be given the word tenet mm-hmm. uh, as like a, a thing that'll open doors. That's what they said in the movie. This, this in word the trailer, will, they said that as well. Yeah, yeah. This, this word will open doors, which will lead him to Michael Caine, to Kat, to Barbara, which- that is what happens. They say, here's the word yep. tenet, and it leads him on his- And you've got to cross your fingers like you're about to do, you know, <laughs> here's the church, here's the steeple, open up the doors, here's all the people. That's right, yes. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, so, you know, he's just got to go on the street and just go, tenet, and if people yeah. just look at him confused- he's Well, he's go, sent in the direction tenet? of Michael Caine. Tenet, so. yeah. So, that that's like the code word, tenet ends up being the machine, so everyone's like, ooh, he knows, you know, so it leads him to- disc- What's funny is in the actual movie- in, in thinking about that point, though, he doesn't actually know where to go because he spends ages walking around like with a clipboard pretending to be like a high-vis sort of yes. worker man. Yeah. So, he doesn't actually know where to go. So, he's just going around investigating and discovering things on his own, mm. which I thought was amusing. I'm like, they couldn't even help him out a little bit. But I guess <laughs> if the, he doesn't follow those exact steps, then it won't happen in the future. And I guess they're trying to explore if this he's like an inverse person. I guess it's like a fate thing. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. We also said that, you know, him leading to Catwood's uh, lead to an action scene in a kitchen. We saw it in the trailer, so I'll give us a point for that because it does happen. And in that order too. Next thing we said is we said inversion would work exactly like rewind. Yeah. Like- I believe we quoted Blinks and we quoted- Blinks Time Kitten, yeah. Prince of Persia. Except it's in real time, as we already explained. Yeah, and I think that deserves a point because that is pretty much how it works. Yeah, we didn't know that going into the movie. Absolutely not. We were told it wouldn't be the case as well. Yeah. So, so bully on us for actually uh, working through the bullshit. Good for us. We said characters would use inversion to know the outcome of things in the future, which does yes. happen. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole thing, right, where Kenneth Branagh's character does inversion just so he knows information. That's important to him later on, yeah. Yeah, and they call it something But dumb. we see it happen to our characters before we see Kenneth Branagh do it because, of course, he's traveling backwards. So, they'll get into an action scene. Sorry, I mean, after we yes. see him do it. So, they'll get into an action scene with him in reverse. And then after the action scene, he'll question them about what happened during the action scene yeah. so he knows what's going to happen. And they call that a technique that people do. for people use Yeah, there is a word for it, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, I don't remember. Either, but- or he also wears an earpiece so he can contact people who are in reverse. Uh, at the same time, they can fill him in what's happening in real time. Yeah. I don't quite know how that works, but yeah. <laughs> Me neither. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, we said that inversion can only happen for a small amount of time and in certain areas. Yeah. Now, I say that's a correct point because- 
Um, there are certain machines located all over the place that they can invert time in. And it seems to me, watching the movie, that they can only be inverted for a small amount of time because it just- mm, They can be inverted for as long as they want. Yeah. So, I don't think that's correct. You might have to subtract that one. All right. There's no evidence that there's a time limit on how they can be reversed. It's well, just uh, it's just harder on them going backwards. So, I... they, they have to stay in environments that are also inverted. Otherwise, they just can't cope with it. Yeah. 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 Well, I gave us one point for Because how else do they travel back years? Yeah, true, true, which I guess they do do. Uh, which leads me to my next said point. do do. <laughs> which leads me to our next point where we spoke about uh, the oxygen masks mm-hmm. that they use to breathe because if they didn't have that, then their breathing would be in reverse. They would be in uh, yeah. sucking air. Uh, air it would, would be, be expelling from their lungs rather than going in. Right, 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 which is true. That's something yeah, that's that true. they spoke about in the movie, and I don't think that was in the trailer either. It wasn't in the trailer, but as I said in that original episode, I saw the gas mask and I knew that they were related mm. you said oh it's because they're on a plane or something <laughs> completely breezed over that point there's gas well we also said that they would learn how to breathe which i don't know if they, they don't they can't there's no way that you can breathe but in reverse there's times in in inverse i swear they weren't wearing masks yeah anyway. they're in environments that have been reversed uh, so they can cope gotcha 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 makes sense now this is very loose but we kind of speculated what the overall plot of this movie would be and we mm. said that the bad guys would have a huge machine that- A had, bomb, I think we said. We did say a bomb, but we said a huge machine that had the power to uh, inverse things permanently or inverse things- Yeah, long, that's right. Long time. Now, this, I, that, I guess so. That doesn't happen- That sounds like a stretch to me. Technically, but there is an artifact- that that's they're right. hunting through the whole movie that Kenneth it's Branagh- It's called The Algorithm. That's it. That Kenneth Branagh has and he's searching for. He's lo- he's locating pieces of it to build. That's right. It's sort of like a sculpture that's been broken up because they don't want to write it down. The person who invented it didn't want to write it down because it's too dangerous. So, they mm. made it into a sculpture-like device that's been broken up. But when you put it together, you can work out somehow- Somehow. You can work out what the algorithm is to- inverse time throughout the whole world yeah, at the same ca- time. It kind of looks like something your four-year-old would build for you and you'd yeah, be like- out of Lego. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's uh, shiny and chrome and, and very fancy looking and people are going to buy them as collector's items yes. for years to come, I'm sure. Absolutely. But in reversing time throughout the whole world, it, it will essentially destroy the space-time continuum. It's like two waves, two audio waves. When you inverse them, they destroy each other. Yeah, which is what this artifact can do. So, I give us a point for that because it is a powerful inverting machine. Yeah, okay. That is dangerous. It is a stretch. Yeah. But I say enough to give us a point. Now, we said that Sator would die. Yeah. Ding, he does. Yeah, yeah. we thought he'd be assassinated, but we'll get into that. With sunscreen on his back. He was assassinated, actually, but we thought he'd be blown up. (laughs) With sunscreen on his back, you said. Yes. Yeah, he had a real slip and slide style (laughs) death, didn't he? He did. Like a Les Mis style death. Yeah. We said that there would be location jumps. I'm counting that yeah, as a great. point. Sure. We spoke about the opera scene. We yep. said that it would be done for- We thought a- it'd be the climax of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it was the opening. Yeah, anyway, anyway. But we said it would be done for dramatic effect. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then what else isn't used for dramatic effect in this movie? But we said it wouldn't really play a part in the plot of the movie. It would just be a scene for dramatic effect. Well, we which- suggested that's where Kenneth Branagh Sater would be assassinated. So, I guess through assumption, it would be important to the plot. But mm-hmm. if we said it, I believe you. Yep, yep. We said that people would be gassed so that they couldn't identify the, the people storming the opera house, which- Which is not true. It was actually the police who gassed them so they would not see. I don't know why they gassed them, to be honest. Yeah. I guess they gassed them so they wouldn't freak out. Yeah, I thought it was so that they didn't. I also think they gassed them to try and gas the terrorists in the scene as well. Oh, okay. So, it was unrelated to time travel whatsoever. Oh, so we were wrong on that. Yeah. I thought we were right. No. No, no, no. I didn't quite pick up that either. I just have to subtract another point. No, we need them. Okay. All right, moving on. Well, you already gave us a point for dramatic effect, so you're being generous (laughs) enough already. (laughs) I have to be. Okay. This is another stretch as well. We kind of was talking about how this movie was going to end, and we sort of said, oh, maybe the protagonist will nearly die, and then he has to sure. inverse time to prevent the to prevent his death, and it so becomes he gets like- shot, and then he goes back in time, and the bullet comes back out of the wound, yes. and he's saved, and then he's able to go on and to rescue do, the future. Yeah, to do something really important at the end. Now, that does not happen, but no. what does happen is that Cat nearly dies, and they inverse time to save her. Yeah, and on that note as well, the protagonist does get stabbed and he gets the wound in advance and then through travelling through time, the, the wound heals itself. So, yeah. essentially, even though it was two separate people, that plot point did happen. Yeah. Sorry, I could give us a point for that. We said that the huge plane scene that we mm. saw in the trailers where the plane drives into, into the terminal, yeah, which turns out in the movie to be an art gallery. 
Uh, we yeah, said that's right. Well, it's an art gallery oh, that's it's- attached. It's a storage place. It's not an art gallery. It's a storage facility no, used for containing art as well as the time inversion yeah, machine. So- it's being kept at an airport in a... It's like a duty-free zone. What do they call it? A custom... A tax-free haven or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's, I can't it, remember what they called it. It's just essentially a place where people are locking up their valuables. Um, reason yeah. I said art gallery is because there's a painting that they're trying to track yeah, early on in the destroy. movie. Because the the painting has uh, you know is used as blackmail to keep Cat in the relationship with yep. um, with our bad guy, which you know never comes back to play in the movie at all. Yeah, well, they never actually destroy the painting because no. they need her to get close to him, and then she wants to yeah whatever. But it's, anyway, it's, but, it's a whole to do. But to go back to something we got right, we said that the plane would be a distraction. Yep, it, and that's all we said. That's it's all we come up with. So I, and that was right, right? Like yeah. that was essentially what they did. So I give us a point for that. Ooh. We never would have guessed. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Pickens was slim with this one. Oh, was that everything? That was everything, yes. And we got 25 points. 25 points. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Wow. Well, I'm actually keen to see how our ratio balances out now. Yes. So, uh, I'm actually very surprised that we got that much right at all because initially reflecting back on the episode, I was like, oh, that wasn't really close to the movie at all. Do you remember when we saw the movie and we yes. were just like, oh, God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think there was stuff that we were really, really close. We got a lot really of elements. Close. Yeah, we got a lot of elements. But in saying that, though, let's get into the elements that we didn't get correct and see if it stacks in our favour or not. Uh, so, the first thing that we said before we discussed really the, the plot of the movie, we said that Tenet would take place in the same universe as Inception. Now, you could argue that that's the case, but it's never actually confirmed. So, I'm counting it as something as that's incorrect just because... Unless they state otherwise, it's not true. Yeah, there's no there's no evidence to that at all. If Leonardo DiCaprio had a like a cameo running around in someone's dream, I'd be like, oh, there you go. But <laughs> since there was no evidence of that, I'm not going to call that as correct. Yeah, fair. We said that everyone within the spy organization won't use first names. Now, it's actually only the protagonist who doesn't use first names. And there's a reason for that. It's because he's the most important linchpin to the whole scheme. So, he can't use his name for risk of exposing himself to himself. Makes sense? Yeah. So, so we have Neil, we have Barbara, we've got everybody else with first names, but just not the protagonist. But why Why does he not give anybody his name? So there's no way of they can identify him to himself in the past by accident. Yeah. Makes sense? Him Him in his past doesn't So it's disguised know. to him in the past that him in the future is actually pulling the strings. Makes okay, sense? Okay, yeah. So he has to be a complete ghost to himself. In, otherwise, he'll risk, uh, you know, jeopardizing the whole thing. Sure. So that's the reason. So we said that everybody wouldn't use first names, but that's clearly not the case. It was just the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So you said that we'll be able to follow along with the plot <laughs> and the time travel concept as the protagonist learns about it. Now, that's kind of true because we do learn as much as we can. Not for but the me. protagonist doesn't really seem to know what's going on half the time. And we're pretty much left in the dark too most <laughs> yeah, of the yeah, time. Yeah. Like they give an attempt at explaining stuff, but that just opens more doors to more questions. And yeah. It just ends up being a circumstance of don't pay attention to the science, even though we're trying really hard to explain it. Don't pay attention to it. Otherwise, you'll just have too many questions. We said that Robert Patterson's character will also be known as a protagonist because we didn't have his name at the time of recording that original episode. But that's not true because his name is Neil. Yeah. He's not technically the protagonist. So, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. We we thought he might have had another alias as well, but not the case at all. Now, we thought that the character of Priya would be the mother of Mahir. (laughs) We were told that his name was Ahmad in the original episode. So, when we talk about Ahmad, we're talking about Mahir. Now, he was the guy who helped them out with the plane crash. He had the beard mm-hmm. and he helped them out by going onto the plane and being like, is everyone on the plane a vegetarian? And then punching a guy in the face. It was a good time. But yeah, so he is not related to Priya at all. No. And she had a way bigger part than we thought exactly. she would in the so movie. I'm getting into that right now. So, we said that Priya's husband will sell an illegal version of the time inversion technology. That's how he makes his money. We were told he was an arms dealer. I think she is the arms dealer and he's like her cover. That's right, yeah. In the actual movie. So, yeah, we just thought she would be there as just like someone who helps them out. She kind of is, but not in the way that we thought. Yeah, she kind of, at least initially, comes across as the person that's pulling the strings, that's hiring everybody. Yeah, that's right. But then, spoiler alert, in the end, she ends up being killed for some reason. Do you know why she was killed? No, I do not. I know she was threatening to kill Kat because she thought that she would be a liability to exposing the protagonist to himself. But then, obviously, the protagonist, for some reason, is head over heels for Kat. 
and then didn't want her to die or, you know, prevent uh, anything from happening in the future. So he kills Priya to prevent that from happening. I thought that he had to kill Priya because that's what happened in the timeline. Yeah, that's pretty um, much it. But Priya says that she, because if you remember, he goes back in time to tell Priya. So the protagonist goes back in time to tell Priya to give him information in the future. She yep. says, yes, I will. But he says, you have to tell me this as well. And she says, no, I won't. I won't do that because that's not where, what we're about. Uh-huh. And then that ultimately, he says, oh, Priya's going to try and kill Kat because she sees her as a liability, which is why he goes back and kills her before she can kill her. <laughs> he kills Priya before she can kill Kat and therefore ruining everything that set up the movie. Makes sense? No, but let's just move on. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We said that Sato has a more advanced version of the time inversion technology. He doesn't really. They all seem to have uh, as much access to any time inversion technology as they need. Mm-hmm. And we had this whole... Oh, we'll get into it in a second. <laughs> the bracelets? Yeah, we'll get We're into talk the about bracelet that. in a second. <laughs> now, we said that Clements Posey will play a character called Laura. But in the actual movie, her name is Barbara. We oh. covered this already. And we said that Aaron Taylor-Johnson will play a character called Junior, which really, really threw us off. And in fact, in the actual movie, he's called Ives. Yeah. Again, we've covered this, but oh boy. Now, we thought that the character of Ives would be Sator's son. That's not the case at all. We thought he would have a terrible Russian accent. He doesn't. He has a terrible Cockney accent, which I think is his real accent, to be fair. And we thought that Ives would be the secret bad guy of the movie instead of Sator. In fact, I insisted on that point, which really led us down uh, a completely incorrect path. If we just followed you, we would be closer to the movie at the end of the day. I completely concede and admit that right now. Thank you. I accept that. <laughs> Listening back Good. to the episode. Good. So, we said that Ives would, uh, his goal would be to start World War Three. In fact, in the actual movie, Ives is actively trying to prevent World War Three by stopping Sator. In fact, World War Three isn't a factor. They mentioned that at the start, but they say it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. It's time inversion across the whole universe. Everything's going to be wiped out. Now, the real reason that they weren't showing Ives, or, or Junior as we thought he was in the trailer, is because he isn't actually that important to the actual film. No, he's just another military guy yeah. that's... He's clued in on the whole time inversion. He has these, like, reverse warriors. He's reverse soldiers who go mm. and have, like, a big war at the end for some reason. He's, he's another exposition bot. Why did they have a big war at the end? I know it was a distraction, but uh, I don't really understand why one team was backwards and one was forwards. <sighs> it had I guess it was for the spectacle. It had something to do with the bomb that they were blowing up or preventing blowing up. Or something. They were getting a piece out of... A, so, they were retrieving a piece of the algorithm that they was in a location that was believed to be a bomb. Yep. So, it was hidden in the future by the future bad guys yep. in a place that was supposed to be where a nuclear bomb is. But instead of a nuclear bomb, it was a piece of the artifact. Yeah. So, they always hide the pieces of the artifact in nuclear, in nuclear sites. Which is why Kenneth Branagh was able to find it because he was That's right. digging around there. Correct, correct. So, there was no bomb... But they were told, that soldiers were told that there is a bomb that they have to get to just to keep them out of the loop. Yeah. I remember there was a reason for this. I think it might have just been a distraction. Yeah. Uh, If I'm going to be completely honest, and this is not a reflection on the movie whatsoever because I've seen it a couple of times now. When I last watched the movie, when I watched it the other day, I was literally falling asleep at this point because I was so tired (laughs) that I missed a lot of the exposition in the tea. Now, that's completely on me. So, if we're missing stuff, uh, it's my bad. Manny D's bad too because he was also snoring at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. They did explain it, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Let's just stress that it yeah. doesn't matter at the end of the day why or what they were doing. It was just the how. And also we got it wrong, so it doesn't matter a- Absolutely, anyway. absolutely. So we thought that Martin Donovan's character would be in charge of the time travel group instead of the protagonist. That wasn't really the case at all. Nope. He, was just in that, he was just in that one scene to explain what was going on. And we said that when we were introduced to Kat, that she'll send her bodyguards in to beat up the protagonist. That's not true at all. While this does happen, they're actually Sator's bodyguards. Yeah. He hits one with a cheese grater. So she's kind of, yeah, she's trapped in a marriage with a bad guy. Yeah, he's overbearing, very overbearing. Very protective, very jealous. So he thinks she's having an affair with the protagonist. And so Sator thinks that the protagonist mm-hmm. is having an affair with, with Kat. And so he keeps going out of his way to see that harm comes to... Anybody near her. Yeah, anyone near her. So the protagonist, he's very much like the James Bond character with the villain. You know, let's see a little harm comes to 007. Look after Mr. Bond. See that some harm comes to him. We discussed this point a little bit already, where we said that you can only travel back in time for a limited period of time. Now, that's not the case at all, as we've already discussed. We don't really need to delve into it a second time. And we said that the protagonist doesn't wake up on a ship after being tortured at the start of the movie. We were like, oh, that's how he travels through time. He's on a ship and he travels from one location to the other in reverse. That's not true either, because immediately after he's tortured, he wakes up on a ship. Yeah. Now, here we go. Now, this is where we were really screwing ourselves over. We said, specifically me, and I don't know where I got it from, I said, 
that the time inversion device is a bracelet that has to be worn in order to travel backwards. You were so confident with this, by the way, that I was like, wow, I missed this Because when from I the broke down the trailer, there's a fold in a rubber glove that he's using to handle a bullet. There's a fold in the glove mm-hmm. that I thought was a bracelet that he was wearing around the glove. And I was just like, aha, that's a bracelet. We don't know what the time machine is or how the time machine works. So if we we know that sometimes things move backwards while other things go forward, so it has to be like a, a personal device. You know, who would have thought that it was a big machine you walk into and it just reverses and your it polarity. just turns you around? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like you're playing a game where you like put a blindfold on and they turn you around. You got to walk in a straight line. Now the bracelet is because uh, it was a me, a big stupid uh, mistake that I made uh, well, in analyzing the trailer. Yes, that is true. Yes, but yes, big stupid mistake. But it, the bracelet is a. Um, Kenneth Branagh is dying and it's keeping count of oh, his so, yeah, heart rate. There's like a Fitbit in yeah. the movie, but you yeah, know, we yeah, I guess I saw that on Kenneth Branagh as well and just presume that. So yeah, I, I oh, guess- is that not what you thought it was? Because that's what I thought you thought the inversion bracelet was. Yeah, that was involved. So right. I saw I saw the protagonist with a fold in his glove, a crease in his gloves that I thought was a, a bracelet, and oh. I saw Kenneth Branagh also wearing a bracelet. Okay, well that makes sense. You'd come to that conclusion. But in saying that, though, we said that Kenneth Branagh has a more advanced version. <laughs> So, well, which he does. Yeah. More advanced than anybody else. Yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so we said that the good guys need to stop an assassination attempt to prevent World War Three, which is, I guess, where your correct point came in about how they're actively trying to stop the assassination of Sator in the actual movie. Yeah, because his death is linked to the inversion That's right. So he's got a, a dead man switch, which will cause the, the algorithm to go off unless they prevent him from getting it in the first place. Yeah, so- he- they want him dead, but they, they can't have him dead at the exactly, same time. Exactly. So, they can kill him after they've recovered the algorithm. Yeah, he is dying and he's planning to kill himself because he's yeah. a selfish bastard. So, we got that element correct, but we also said that they're trying to prevent a bomb from going off at the same time. So, we were close, but not quite on the right track. No. So, we said that Ives is evil. So, this is Junior I'm talking about. Ives' evil plan is to wipe out the corrupt world leaders like Bane from The Dark Knight Rises, which will start World War Three, as well as using time travel to profiteer on top of that. Now, we're reaching. We're guessing. We have no idea. This is yeah. the best we could come up with. And that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> we said that the protagonist is familiar with Neil before working with him. That is technically true because the protagonist in the future meets Neil in the future and then sends him back in time to meet himself in the past. But in the context of the movie, he has never worked with Neil before actually recruiting him to help out mm. with, the, with the plane crashing mission, essentially. Yeah. And, and collecting the painting from the, what is it, the Harbour Free, Free Harbour Zone? That's what it's called, Free Harbour right. Zone. <laughs> I don't know why I said this. It was just something I saw in the trailer and I got so wrong. I said that Sator's catamaran can fly. <laughs> you did? You did say that? I'm like, he can manipulate things beyond time. He can manipulate, like, how physics itself works. So, in the trailer, I saw the catamaran rising up. So, it has sort of, the, like, these stilts that it rises up on yes. to make it go really fast. And I saw it rising up to go up on the stilts. It's essentially I... like skiing, almost. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, in the trailer, I saw it rise up and I'm like, it's flying. <laughs> Just flying around in boats in this world. They in this got movie. like Tinkerbell and sprinkled it <laughs> on the catamaran, and they said, "Think happy thoughts," and then picture Batman pooping snakes, and up it rises in the sky. No, that didn't happen at all. Uh, that was so silly. I can't believe I thought that it was actually going to be a thing. Now we said, and we've already covered this in what you said that we got right. We thought that the characters would eventually learn how to breathe while in reverse. That's never the case. They say it's impossible in the actual movie. Mm. And then towards the end of our plot as well, we figured that the time manipulation technology itself is called Tenet. So that is what the big Tenet secret is the whole time. It's not actually the case. So Tenet's just a password. Right. I-, I thought the machines were called Tenets. I don't think so. Like those. Um- I think they're just called time inversion machines. Oh, okay. So if we're wrong, please write in and let us know. But as far as I know, Tenet is just a password. Okay. So we said that Sator will help out our heroes by providing them with the time travel technology. That's not the case at all. No. They- we, we had this idea that he would be helping out because that's how it seemed in the trailer. Yeah, that's right. Never is the case. He's pretty much so we thought a ruthless that, bad guy. You know, they were faking him up to be the bad guy, but then there was actually someone else pulling the strings in the mm-hmm. background. I covered it a little bit in a, in a second. So we said that Priya's husband helped develop the time travel technology and has sold it to the terrorists. So originally he was dealing a black market version. Then we changed it to that he developed, he helped develop it and then sold a black market version to the terrorists. Not the case at all. We said that the terrorists at the opera are working for Ives, aka Junior. Not the case at all. We said that Ives plans to assassinate a world leader at the opera. Again, not the case at all. No. We don't even know who the guy in the opera is who they're trying to kill at the start of the movie. No, I guess it could be a world leader. And he dies anyway. We don't know. 
We said that the bad guys gassed the audience at the opera to prevent them from witnessing them. You thought that was correct, but it's actually incorrect. So, hope you subtracted yeah, the point from... Uh, we had 26 or 27 we before. We had 26, yeah. You bumped it down to 25. Good. All is right with the world. <laughs> and we said that Sater will help the good guys on the condition that they don't kill his son Ives, aka Junior. Not the case at all. What a stupid plot point that was. <laughs> what a stupid theory that was in our original It wasn't assessment. stupid, Kieran. I, you know, Kenneth Branagh is so lovable. You don't want him to be the bad guy. We just, in our hearts of hearts, didn't want him to be the bad guy. And usually these movies come with a twist like that. So, yeah. okay. Yeah, it didn't we happen. We were thinking the, the Dark Knight Rises. But it was we? an educated guess. Remember Dark Knight Rises was exactly the same plot point. So was Batman Begins. So was... Oh, yeah, you're right. So we're like, Christopher Nolan has to do that. So I guess we were on the right track, but it was more cut and dry. What's another twist movie? ending? I guess Interstellar, that happened. Cause, uh, I guess so. You know, the Matt Damon turned on Yeah, him. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> so we said that Ives would kill Sator by blowing him up at the opera. Not the case at all. And our heroes will kill Ives after a final shootdown at this opera. Not the case at all. Uh, well, they might later. <laughs> they might. He says, if I see either of you two again, you're dead. But we never see that eventuate into anything. We said that the protagonist will get shot and go back in time to prevent it from happening. Now, we mentioned this already as something we got right. So, he gets stabbed, but he doesn't get shot, and he recovers by travelling back in time. Mm. So, we were close, but not quite on the money. And the last thing that we said, and this was something that you said we got correct, but I'm actually going to counter that it's incorrect. We said that Neil is a foppish gentleman spy, but he isn't really. You don't think so? He's got an interesting- he's probably the only character who actually has a character in the movie, but uh, Matty D's rolling his eyes. Yeah. But he's not really like an over-the-top foppish character. He isn't like Orlando from uh, The Kingsman. You know what I mean? No. Okay, fair enough. I guess we said he's eccentric, which he is. Yeah, for this movie, he's eccentric. He's a drinker. Um, Sort of, yeah. He dressed- He's Christopher Nolan, right? Like, that's who he is. Yeah. But like- He already gave us a point for it being correct, so I'm just counterbalancing here. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. It's like we're on the catamaran and you've got to pull the rope one way to, to adjust the sail. <laughs> I'm going to pull it the other way to make and it- And together, we fly! Yeah, we make it fly. Uh, but, you know, he's not drinking tea. He's not, He's not. you know, Colin Firth. Um, he's not wearing a monocle. No. He's not wearing a, a top hat. No, he's not awkwardly he's not mumbling. Colin Firth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, true, so. true. Fair, fair point, fair point. And that was everything that I think we got wrong, which gives us a total of 35 points. So, unfortunately, while we've got a fair bit right, we're still leaning in the direction of the wrong at the end of the day, meaning that this wasn't one of our best predictions. No, and this should not have been a surprise to either of us or anybody who listened no. to the original prediction. Exactly. We did, this was not good for us. We were so disappointed walking out of the movie solely because of the fact that we weren't close with the plot. And we yeah. were so confident that we would be on the right track, but- and it, we seemed, weren't. it seemed like a lot of our what-if discussions in the episode turned out to be more true than what we settled on for the actual you know, plot itself. I think if we stuck to be more simplistic and more in, like trusting our instincts, we would have got, we got, a, we, oh, we got closer. We would not have got 100% at all in the slightest. I, but I personally think, think if we'd done the, the plot separately, you probably would have got closer in the movie because it just sounded like from your theories in that original episode, you had a better idea of what the movie actually was than I did. Look, Kieran, um, I agree. <laughs> Woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, um, uh, I, I think you might be right. I had a lot of strong ideas uh, in that episode. That's always the way in these episodes where we team <laughs> up though one person is always like on the money and the other person <laughs> steers them off into the opposite direction which is what happened here. and we always take turns in doing that as well it's never just one <laughs> no. person's fault it's always like a back and forth it's a little tug of war that yeah. we always have every time yeah so now that we've covered everything that we got right and wrong in the movie let's talk about our actual thoughts yes. on the movie now we've actually covered talking about this movie already on our best and worst of 2020 episode where we actually called it the best movie of 2020 both of us we unanimously did. agreed that this was the best movie to come out in 2020. We did. And I think we were both very- We withheld our opinions of it in that yeah. episode. We didn't sure. really go into what we thought, but we, we both- We seemed very shocked that we had picked it. So, yeah. why were we shocked? And All right, Mandy, what are your open and honest thoughts on Tenet? All right. You want me to go first? Because I feel like I'm going to upset some people. Okay. Well, just, yeah, forewarning to everybody. Right. Matty D's got a vein on his head and he's ready to let loose. Because <laughs> we have not He's really had- been blue balling on Tenet for oh, a couple of years. It's been a while. We've we've not had this chance to, to have this discussion. But I kind of felt like I, I was really excited for this movie. I, you know, yeah. I didn't have my expectations so high that I wanted it to be really, really good. 
or I was expecting it to be really, really good. I didn't expect it to blow me away, but I really, really wanted to like it. And I think we went and saw this movie together. It was one of the few times we were able to watch a movie in the cinemas during yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. So there was so a we lot. We hadn't of- been to the movies in months. Yeah. So there was a lot of excitement. We were really like we were gearing up for it. It was really exciting and. I was very disappointed. And, you know, afterwards, there was a lot of people who, there was a lot of love for the movie. And I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like everyone was complimenting the Emperor's new clothes. And I just saw, you know, a fat naked man. Like, I just didn't get it. So I was, I was very, very disappointed all the way through the movie. I really wanted to like it. I was kind of like waiting for my moment to like it. I was like, maybe there will be a moment where it all clicks and the movie just picks up. Sure. It just did not happen. And I was like, maybe there's going to be like, scene or, or, or something that I can like cling on to as good or a character and it just didn't happen for me. So here's my my thoughts of the movie <laughs> is um and I and when I watched it again by the way I fell asleep twice. Yeah. You too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep twice. So I'm just trying to like just What points did you fall asleep? Obviously during the battle at the end you fell asleep. <laughs> that battle just goes on for way too long to be honest. I, it was there was a point at the start. I think I, I fell at the asleep. start. Wow. Well, I think I fell asleep. Actually, I shouldn't say the start. I think I fell asleep around the hour mark, and I had to stop it. And then, and then towards the end, around the fight scene, yeah, I, okay. I, I did. So visually, it is spectacular. Like you got to praise it for that. Sure. And the soundtrack was kind of cool. There was uh, that scene where Kenneth Branagh, the two way glass scene, where yeah, he's yeah. torturing the wife, and um, the protagonist is watching it happen. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. And the scene where uh, the protagonist is talking to Kat about, like, you know, the picture and all that, that was really exciting. And the fight scene at the end, the first time I saw it, where everything is going in reverse, is pretty cool as well. But that was pretty much, ev- and everything else was just like really long and complicated, and I wasn't really following it. So I, I a lot of the time, I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. And I, why it was happening, right? Why it was happening. They kind of set it up like this is going to be really complicated, and you don't need to understand what's happening. Just enjoy the ride. So I was like, okay. But then for the whole movie, they keep trying to explain what's going on and not letting me enjoy the ride. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So I had a problem with that because I didn't understand what was happening. But that's okay. It's okay to have a movie where you don't really know what's going on. A good film noir movie, you, can, you don't need to know like the plot exactly. of, or the, the mechanisms of what's going on in the movie to enjoy it. No. No, that's I true. I say the same thing about James Bond movies too. That's true. That's true. But the, the other problem I have with this movie is I just didn't care about anybody in it. Mm. I found that the protagonist com- a complete- Blank slate. Blank slate. And I know that's deliberate, but like, why do I care what happens to him? Yeah. Also, what does he want? Can someone explain to me what his goals are? Because I watched that whole fucking- Okay, I'm getting So he's angry. doing what he's This told. movie was also long as well. I watched yes, this, this nearly three-hour movie, and I have no idea what the what the protagonist wants, ever. Yeah. What, so he's doing what he's told, and he's, being, he's doing what he's told he must do, but ultimately the twist at the end of the movie is that it's himself telling him to do yeah. these things. So when he figures that out, surely he'd be like, well, hang on, there's no point to all this. Yeah. Like, I don't actually have a motivation beyond what me in the future is telling me. Yeah. But like, but, but like, why is he doing this? He's just a good soldier. Like, does he care about Cat? You said there was a romantic uh, link, which I was like, is there, or is he just doing what he feels he yeah, has it's to? Never clear. It's never clear. And it's like, okay, okay, he's a blank slate. You know, you you put yourself on the character, but there is no character you care about. Like, I no. I I love me vengeance. I I love oh, that actor. You love Robert Patterson. Yeah, yeah. He, God bless his adorable little socks. Only guy given a performance in this movie, by Absolutely, the way. Yeah, I said that at the start. But what what's his goals? What's his ambitions? What's he doing? What what are the stakes? Nothing. Kenneth Branagh, love you, but that was garbage. (laughs) So he's played a a bad Russian accent delivering uh, maniac before in a movie. It was in one of the Tom Clancy movies. It was the one starring uh, Chris Pine, I believe. Mm. I can't remember what it was called. But yeah, he's the bad guy in that one. And he plays exactly the same character. And I just happened to watch that movie that uh, Tom Clancy movie, right before I saw Tenet. And I was just like, oh my God, he's just doing the same terrible performance in both movies. <laughs> Don't let Kenneth Branagh do a bad <laughs> Russian accent and be a villain in your movie. It will not work. And you know me, I usually like a bad Russian accent, but it's just- 2020 yeah, so, was the year for bad Russian accents. There was, yeah, yeah, true. But so there was a lot of action scenes that were really spectacular, but I did not know why they were happening or why I should care. I didn't know what the stakes were. I didn't understand what would happen if they failed. The movie never made that clear. So it was just a, a very long movie where I was bored and I didn't care about the outcomes of it. And I was like, well, yeah. this this is visually spectacular, but it doesn't mean anything. And so what you're saying is like the action scenes and the, like the visuals don't make up for the plot and the length of the movie and the points where you're 
you're really bored. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and the fact that like I I, I couldn't invest in anything. So yeah. you know, it's good to have an action scene, but if you can't invest in it, then why do you care? Yeah. Like if the protagonist was shot during the what would happen there? Like, yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I understand right, everything you're right. saying. So when I watched this movie, I really tried to like convince myself to like it, but the more I dwelled on it, the more I started to hate it. And then watching it again, uh, because the 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 charm of watching it for the first time, watching it in a cinema, you know, it being new was gone. It was a worse experience for me. Mm, okay, so um, second time round, worse yeah. off. And you know what? I'll completely admit that maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not smart and I don't get it, and I and it doesn't work for me on an intellectual level. Level, but I found this super fucking pretentious as well. Like, oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah. It, it felt like Christopher Nolan really gave, was really given too many liberties and thought he was a fucking genius. And well, this was a pet project of his, so that's always going to happen. Yeah. But it was, it was very much the case that, like, well, this is really intelligent. This is really intelligent yeah. cinema. And it's like, okay, make a confusing movie, but give me something to hot, like, give me something to connect with. Didn't care about any of the characters. Found all of them boring, and uh, I, I, I'm just saying the same thing again. Like fucking Tenet. Um, wow. Did not did not enjoy. It was very disappointing. <laughs> 2020 was a bad year for movies, so yeah. it ended up being the best for me, just because of lack of anything else that really was up to that you know bar. Yeah, we had to hold it up against Birds of Prey. <laughs> Not saying that Birds of Prey was terrible, but like we liked Birds of Prey, and I guess we like we can't say like oh Birds of Prey is way better than Tenet because we just look like idiots. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I guess it was the only blockbuster movie to come out. Yeah. So it just yeah, has the only, the only movie with any real weight behind. Yeah. It. But I was. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's like that scene in Inception where. Killian Murphy is going in and visiting his dad on the on his deathbed, and yeah. his dad is just mumbling, disappointed, <laughs> disappointed. That's. Me. Oh, that's you. To you, Christopher Nolan. I wanted to like your movie. I really wanted to like your movie. And you slapped me in the face and told me I was an idiot for not liking it. For two and a half hours. For two and a half hours. So, fuck you. Wow. That's probably the strongest opinion we've ever had on this show. Beyond your, like, feelings behind, like, Spider-Man 2. Though I feel like you, uh... You have a better time with Spider-Man 2 than you would Tenet. Anyway, that's that's my two cents. How did you feel about it? Wow, um... I guess, I guess, in some ways, I had a different experience to you with this movie. Now we went and saw this movie together. We let's, did. Let's remind everybody that that was actually the case. But I was actually reflecting on actually watching the movie. I, I remember when the movie was about to come out, you were insisting on going pretty much on opening day. You're like, yeah. "Man, this is our first opportunity for months to go and see a movie. We have to go on opening day. We're gonna have a great time. We'll make a day of it, <laughs> you know, and just you know, we'll go out and celebrate afterwards and, and have a good time." And then when we went and saw the movie, like, I wasn't too keen to see the movie. I was like, I'll see it when I see it. But when you insisted we go on opening day, I was like, all right, all right. I started to get, like, a little bit of anticipation for the movie. Now, going in and actually sitting down and watching the movie, let's let's remind everyone as well, if you listen back to that first episode, I'm not the big Christopher Nolan fan here. I usually find his movies pretty lackluster overall. I've never really seen one that's impressed me. I mean... Every movie has its scene or two that I really like, but, you know, anyone who's listened to this show knows that, like, for me, a good scene does not make a great movie. Yeah. You can have the worst movie in the world and have a great scene in it, it's still the worst movie in the world. So, the movie-going experience for me, the first thing that jumped out for me when I was watching the movie was the sound mixing was fucking awful. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, good point. That, that was really bad. The movie was so loud. But the dialogue was so soft. So, like, I was covering one ear to prevent myself from being deafened by all the explosions and gunshots. They were all the way through the movie. They were so loud, I thought I was going to damage my hearing. Yeah. So, if you're going to watch this movie, by the way, and you can At watch home, it. yeah. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. Have your remote control right next to you because you'll be playing with the volume the entire way through. Absolutely. You'll be making yeah. things quieter, making things There's louder. actually a better mix on Netflix than there was in the cinema. Oh yeah. Well, even so that all of the bad. music and the the sound effects were super loud in the cinema, and all the dialogue was soft. So I kept being bombarded by really loud and really soft, and so that made it really awkward for me to watch the movie because I I was not enjoying myself in just like it was too loud, it's too soft, it's too yeah. loud, it's too soft. And you know I can't damage my hearing. If I damage my hearing, <laughs> that's that's, that's my livelihood that's out the it, window. You're out. Uh, and that's fair because I know you're very sensitive to to sort of sounds and whatnot. Yeah, that's but right. even I was having a bad time with that. So, and a lot of people said the same thing as yeah. well. And because I couldn't follow the dialogue when I was initially watching the movie, I couldn't ever really work out what they were saying. Or and everything was said in this low monotone sort of like mumble. Mumble. Yes. Every single character, with the exception of Robert Pattinson, was mumbling everything and doing it as flat as possible 
I don't know why. Was that the way they were directed to do it? Were it they has told, to be. Were they told, oh, your character has no emotion, and that's the same for Come every on. character in the movie. Gilderoy Lockhart would not mumble on his own accord. No, I guess not. Well, he was doing a lot of shouting anyway, but uh, not too much. He woke up a couple of times in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I couldn't understand in my initial viewing what exactly was going on in the plot, but I was just like, I guess it doesn't really matter. I can just enjoy the action scenes. Yeah. The action scenes are very few and far between. It's a very dialogue-heavy movie for, for the kind of movie that it is. And I've sort of suggested it already. Watching the movie a second time, the plot of this movie does not matter. Ultimately, the whole plot of the movie, it can be summed up in a single sentence and everything, all the machinations of all the, the scenes and the action scenes do not matter. So, all it's trying to do is present a spectacle. But because Christopher Nolan, this was a pet project of his, he clearly went in putting too much thought. He thought about it too much and then couldn't execute it on the page. He had all these ideas and theories. He's like, I really want to put them out there and make myself look clever. <laughs> but he could not execute it in the finished product of the movie. Yeah, There's it- too much going on. There's too much science. And every time you throw some science at us, you're, you're exposing flaws. You're asking more questions of the audience by saying, oh, this makes sense if you think about it means that you start thinking about it and realise the places where it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and if and if this movie just had the exposition of, this is kind of how it works, and then just left it at that, then you would accept it just as a, as a fun ride. But they repeatedly do I'm not going to sit down and make all the same points that you did, because ultimately I feel exactly the same way as you, and I have all the exact same gripes. I remember walking out of the cinema and being like, oh, I kind of enjoyed it because I liked the action scene, I liked the spectacle, I enjoyed the some elements of the cinema-going experience, but yes. watching it a second time, exactly the same as you, all of that initial like excitement has worn off and your expectations of the movies are set. So I couldn't really take anything away from the movie the second time, aside from having like the dialogue be a bit clearer and then understanding a little bit more of what was going on. But I found that that hurt the movie more than it helped it. Yeah, and you're definitely right. You ended up asking more questions of the movie and you spend more time in the movie going, well, wait, how does this work and how does that work? And then you miss something and then you're lost again. I actually ended up watching a few explained videos. I didn't do that at all. Of this and got more confused. So (laughs) it didn't help me. Um, so, I think it's a real circumstance where people who really like this movie don't go in knowing everything about it. They go in, they shut their brain off, they know that they're not going to understand everything and they're fine to accept that. And they just enjoy the action scenes where it is. They enjoy the humour where it appears. And they, they're they taken away with like the sort of romantic subplot that I guess has been inserted in there. Because I have spoken to a lot of people about right. this movie because I, I wanted to get everyone's opinion. And I remember sitting down, I was at like a, a business function. And I was sitting down after a few beers, having a big DNM with somebody who was saying that Tenet was their favourite movie. DNM is deep and meaningful for our yeah, listeners. Yeah, of course. D&D. Um, <laughs> GPS, NPC. I was having a DNM with somebody who was saying that Tenet was their favourite movie of the year, and they hadn't seen a movie in years that was that breathtaking and amazing, and I just mm-hmm. want to know why. And the only thing they could say was, like, it's a really smart movie, and it's a really, like, the spectacle is amazing. Okay. Like, the, the action scenes are top-notch, and it, it's a smart movie. Like, it's a movie that doesn't treat you like an idiot. Okay. Though I always feel like I have the opposite opinion, where it's it's trying to be too smart, but then it's like, like you said, the Emperor has no clothes. The Emperor's new clothes. He's walking out strutting and saying, check out this outfit, and everyone's applauding and clapping, but you're like, <laughs> he's just buck naked with his testicles slapping against his thighs, and it's not what I want from a movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I think ultimately I ended up enjoying the movie more than you initially, but I've certainly come back around to the idea of, yeah, I, I don't think this is a particularly good movie. We're not alone in saying that. I know a lot of critics had some bad things to say, but it just mainly seems to be audience members who like this movie. But it might just be a circumstance if they like it because they're told they have to like it. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And I really hope not because I really wanted to like this movie. So, if someone got enjoyment out of it, I'm almost, well, I'm not almost, I am jealous of that. Yeah. I felt the exact same about Inception, though. I think Inception is a much better movie, if you ask yes. me. Overall, it's just a lot tighter. It, it's a lot shorter. Well, because, because, it's more you know, enjoyable. You care about the characters. Yeah, stuff in Inception doesn't make sense and doesn't hold up, but they don't dwell on the science of it. They just go, this is what it is. These are the rules. And that's the other thing, too. Yeah. The, in in this movie, in Tenet, the rules weren't clear, so it was hard no. to kind of work out what you can and can't do, what you could and couldn't do, and what the risks were. There was a lot of how, but zero why. Yeah. Yeah. That was and, the whole script. And I think if there were interesting characters that you gave a shit about, then this movie would be a million times better. Maybe even pare it down a little bit. Make it like, you know, one or two characters and then have it be as complicated as you want. Yeah, but there uh, were characters that you were just like, why are you why here? Why introduce Michael Caine? Yeah. Why introduce Clements Posey? 
Why introduce Ives? Why introduce a huge whole war at the end? That means nothing. Just pull your socks up, Christopher Nolan, make a better movie. <laughs> I think that's all I need to say about it that. Was, it was kind of like they wrote the action scenes first and then they tried to build a story around the action scenes and tried to make it an intelligent piece. <laughs> Just, I guess for us it didn't work, but if you liked it, yeah. let us know what yeah. you like. Please and, let us know. Um, and, and good for you. <laughs> exactly. I, again, I'm jealous. I always say this. I'm jealous if you like the movie more than me. If it still holds up in your eyes, I'm jealous because you got an experience that I didn't get. You yeah. got an experience that we missed. And yes. I don't go into every movie wanting to hate it. No, me neither. And I really want it. And you know this, Kieran. I really Unless want it to- Unless it's Doolittle. I don't go into any movie <laughs> wanting to absolutely hate it. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, again, I really wanted to like this movie. So, I was really upset that I didn't. And not even the not even the fact that this was our first movie back in the cinemas kind of saved it. Yeah. Well, no. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. I think we've talked for way too long this episode, so let's wrap it up for another week. All right, let's do it. And before we go, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Mm-hmm. This is a milestone moment for us in the show. So, of course, Tenet is probably still to this day our most listened to ever episode yeah. of all time. But this next episode is a really important point in the show, and I think everyone should tune in because- We had an episode where we finally covered a sequel to a movie we've done in the past, and now we've finally gotten to a time where we're covering a movie where one of us is actually in the movie. That is true. Because next week we're talking about the upcoming- We've been keeping this secret for so long. (laughs) We've mentioned it in a few movie talk episodes, but we've never actually said what the movie is. But next week we're going to be talking about the latest installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor- Love and Thunder. Yes, so we might have an insider's advantage for the first time Absolutely, ever. Yeah. So, Matty D, as we've explained in our previous Movie Talk episode, has actually appeared as an extra in the movie, and this was his big goal for this podcast, so we're <laughs> finally seeing his goal live through. Yay! And let's not forget as well that both Matty D and I, even though I'm not a superhero fan, we're both huge fans of Thor Ragnarok, which was the previous movie. And this new movie looks like it's going to be just as good, let's say. So I think it's it's a Marvel movie that we're both excited about for a change. And that's going to make for a great dynamic next week. Yes, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So until we return for Thor Love and Thunder. Until then, thanks so much for the downloads for our previous episode. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, keep it up for this one. <laughs> yes. Well, that went well. How'd you feel it went? Yeah, I think it was all right. It's definitely going to need a lot of editing, if you ask me. Just a few bits and pieces here and there, a few gaps, a few stumbles, but standard stuff. Not as painful as watching Tenet. Oh, shit. I forgot to say the contact information at the end. You know, when I say like, oh, if you want to contact us, you know, email, social media pages. I forgot to do all of that. And how many times in the episode did I actually say, oh, write in and let us know. Oh, shit. So, if we don't say it, we're going to look like idiots. So, okay. All right. I've got an idea. I've got an idea. We could just re-record it or- That's a lot of work, Kieran. I do actually have in the bathroom where the shower used to be one of those time inversion machines. So, we could just go back in, travel back to the start of the episode, then come in and remind ourselves. In fact- didn't we already do that at the start of the episodes? That's, oh, that's, that's what, what we were doing. Oh, my God. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. So, us in the future, I guess us now, yeah. must have been trying to- Tell us. Tell, oh, oh. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> do we- so, wait. That thing in your bathroom is a time inversion machine? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't smell it. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Well, we're going to have to go into it anyway, so let's right. let's go to it. Let's so, go. Yep. Where'd you get this thing, by the way, eBay? Uh, don't ask. Oh, really? Don't you don't want to know. I'll die. Yeah, I'll be well, killed. you just saw Tenet. I'm not here to explain <laughs> anything to you. If Christopher Nolan doesn't have to explain it, then I don't then have to Kieran explain it. Kieran doesn't either. All right, let's, let's All right, do let's, this let's thing. Go this is your machine, show. so you, you fly it. Now, just wait for the doors to open. Right. Is this like Harry Potter where you flew powder away? It, it's actually pretty, uh, like, a seamless experience. So, you know, we'll step in. All right, now the door will close. Well, this is intimate. See, it's very dark. You like the red mood lighting that we have in here? I do. Now, when it opens up, don't forget that you're going to be completely disorientated because we will be moving backwards in time. You don't need to explain this to me, Kieran. I get the science. Okay, perfect. You've seen tenants, so you're an expert now, I suppose. <laughs> All right. Okay, now let's wait for the door to open back up. And let's go. Oh, wow. Ooh. Jeez, I'd never get used to this. <gasps> <laughs> no, we can breathe. So oh. we're, we're smarter than the characters at Tenet, so we can breathe normally. Listen. Wow, look. <laughs> Beautiful air. Kieran, that rain is like moving up. That's crazy. Yeah. Look at that. Great. All right. So let's go back to the lounge room and warn ourselves. Oh, wait. No, they came in at the start of the episode. So that means that we're going to have to wait. Because if we come in now, it's going to be too late. And hold, hold a sec. Do you hear that? Wow, I sound really angry. 
Yeah, that we're in the middle of the show. Yeah, so if we come in now, we're going to completely throw off our flow. So we know we know that we can never recover from that. So we might as well just wait until the episode starts. We can just sit here and listen so. to it. I guess until the episode starts. But we could be talking for hours. Well, we, we know. did. We knew. We did talk. We know. <laughs> oh well, we've got to do it for the sake of the show. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. I'm in the bars over there. Do you want to get a sneaky sure. drink? Yeah, I suppose we could get one drink and then come right back. Yeah, just one drink. Yeah. Just one drink. All right, let's go. All right, let's do it. Might I've never had an inverted drink. That's an no. experience, right? Yeah, I'm actually cross that off do the bucket pay, list. Do we pay the money after we've had the drink? Don't know. They would give us the money. Oh, perfect. We could go make <laughs> money back. <laughs> let's do Wait, it. Wait, did we have the money already, or is it going to be money that we receive in the future? Kieran, Kieran, don't think about it. All right, let's go. One hour later. So, continuing with our theory, Chippendale is yet another movie, if you didn't notice from when you watched it the other <laughs> yeah. day, it's another movie that starts with a childhood flashback, and we didn't predict Wait, 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 it did, didn't it? It totally yes. did. Oh, God. So, every movie we do is literally just, from now on, I'm putting my foot down now, every right. movie, regardless, we have to say, has just, to start with just a Just one of us has to say childhood flashback. I could not believe that that movie, too, started with a childhood flashback, and it doesn't even make any sense if you think about it. Holy shit, what time is it? Oh, I don't know. It's, oh, it's actually already been an hour. How oh. many beers have we had? Oh, no. At least three. Oh, no, we'd be nearly at the start, yeah, which crap. for us is at the end. Don't right. think about it. Yeah, we better rush. We better go there oh, right God. now. Wait, seriously, though, that Chip and Dale thing, I can't believe that. Like, every single movie, that's just a trend. Also, also Chip and Dale were kids in the 80s? What does, what's up with that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. All right. Thank goodness I don't live too far away. Let's oh, go. Okay, all right. All right. All right. Oh, all right. man, cardio. <laughs> this running backwards thing is hard. Yeah, exactly. Which for me is running forward. Yeah, exactly. Well, we didn't have to run backwards, but I guess we insist on it, too, <laughs> so we blend don't in. Don't want to look out of place. Yeah, and we do that after a few beers anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh. Come oh, on, sh- let's, let's right, listen right. and see where we're up to. Do you think ourselves will be freaked out? No, we already saw it happen, so I'm oh, sure yes. we'll be fine. No, wait. Uh, do, were you freaked out? Oh, shut up. Let's, we've got to go in right now. Come on, let's go. Let's just do it. Hey, Kieran and Matty D, don't forget to include the contact information at the end of the show. You know, the email address, potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com, the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page, or just mention leaving us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. That's right. It's really important that you don't forget that, okay? Exactly. Oh, wait. They can't understand us. We're speaking backwards now because we're backwards. That's right. What we should have done, oh, we should have written it down on a piece of paper and just given it to ourselves, but we didn't think of that before going back in time. But now we can't do it because we can't risk almost touching ourselves. We're smart, guys. We'll implode. We're smart guys. I'm think. I think we'll figure it out. Charades. Let's do charades. All right. All right. Let's try it. Matty D, you do do like email in a charade. Oh, okay. All right. How's that look, Kieran? My myself is looking very blankly at me. Yeah, I don't think we're getting it. All right. Try try doing like comment. Do like typing. Typing. All right. How's this? We're both doing it together, so it just looks like we're being weirdos. We look like weird molesters. I think my guy thinks I'm being a pianist or something. Yeah. He's pointing at a keyboard. He's pointing at a picture of a keyboard on his phone. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, jeez. Uh, I, I think they'll get it. No, they will. They I will. think they'll get it. They're All right. smart guys. They're us. Yeah. They'll know. Exactly. It'll be an intuition. Perfect. Let's go back to the All pub. Right. 